um, started with the mayor when he first ran for Congress, served as administrative assistant to the mayor, uh, which involved about everything he needed done that didn't fit anywhere else, uh, and um, uh, consider myself very much part of the Lindsay family. Let's get into it. First day that uh, uh, the SDS takes over and, and, and the demonstrations start at Columbia, uh, we, uh, the mayor gets a call um, from the president of the, of the college uh, telling him he needs help. And Lindsay explains, you know, it's your private institution, you've got to request us to come up. And so he says, well, I, I want help, but I don't want any police on the scene. I want them available, but I don't, I don't want, it's, maybe we can handle this. He said, so naturally we go up there. When I say we, myself, Goddard, Adi Sagara, Jay Kriegel, these assistants to the mayor, and, and Ted Gross. So to explain that, Ted Gross is a black activist who was an assistant to the mayor um, uh, that worked with me um, and a uh, community worker, uh, a tough guy, street guy. Adi Sagara, uh, first um, uh, Puerto Rican all-city high school basketball player uh, in, the, in the history of the city at that time, uh, very recognizable by the Puerto Rican uh, Latino community, uh, one of the guys who really people knew as a, as a street guy. Jay Kriegel, obviously, is what his role is, you know, uh, chief of staff at City Hall. On the substantive side, Barry Goddard and myself, who headed all the, the uh, street activities. Um, and so we go up, and it's fairly, you know, it's fairly simple. You got the SDS in the low library. You got them surrounded by the jocks uh, who uh, set up a, a perimeter so that uh, they they could control the outside so that the, the SDS people would not get anything, any food in there or drink. They wanted to, to make their statement, you know, that they were with the that this was they were with the administration in some fashion. Then you had the blacks who had their problem because as, uh, we start to make sure, uh, uncover, is, you know, they were there because they, they played sports and had no other, you know, from the perspective of what they saw themselves, they had no real value within the Columbia community. Uh, and then you had the Puerto Ricans who were similar, except that they, they say, we, if you, there was a question of where the gymnasium was going to be built. It was going to be built in an area of a ghetto area, uh, an area that was black uh, and Hispanic, uh, and that was the issue. Is you know, don't displace and gentrify uh, our people. So, yeah, you know, it's fairly simple. SDS had its issue, and then of course you had the, the the young professors and then the tenured professors. You know, so the young professors who who are somewhat in in uh, a line with uh, the student revolution that they should have more input into the university. And so this, you know, it's fairly easy to define. It didn't take us long to figure it out, uh, you know, and then we had a board and, and the president of the university had no idea of what to do, had no concept of what to do. We divided our responsibilities. Sagara uh, dealt with the, I can't remember where they were, but the Puerto Rican students uh, had one area where they were in lockdown and he went in there. Obviously the black students were in another area of, black, of lockdown and, Arnie, and uh, Teddy Gross went in there. I had the jocks, which was natural uh, and, uh, at, the, <laughs> at the time, uh, and Jay uh, had the young professors uh, and Barry had the SDS, who were not very communicative. And then we would meet with the administration of it. So, so uh, you know, and try to 
present demands, but we each were making our relationships with the various groups because we knew that at some point it was going to come to a head. We were, we were a little bit ahead of the curve. On the, out, on the outside of Columbia, on the east side uh, of the campus, the TPF, Tactical Patrol Force, which was the Gestapo uh, of the police, you know, you had to be six foot, wore boots, uh, big guys, uh, and, and train for riot control. Those ideas of riot control in those days, a lot different than uh, our, I think, after we left the administration. So, um, and they're sitting in the buses, chewing on their nightsticks, because they got no orders. They're not you know, coming in, because, again, we're not being asked, we're on the premises, those are from City Hall, but the police, obviously the, the, the head of the administration at Columbia did not want the police it. They were going to solve it among themselves, or we were going to solve it. At one point, about halfway through this thing, we're meeting with the president of the university, and he says, um, we need to have John Lindsay come up here. And, you know, John Lindsay would come in to drop it a hat if he thought he could be helpful. Uh, and, and, and one of us said, uh, probably, why? And he says, because they didn't solve the problem. Just tell, talk to them, and, and they'll go away. And I said, and I said to myself, and he could, of course, walk across the river on the water. Uh, why not? Uh, Jesus did. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> I said, it's that, you know, it's, we all, it's, this, that's crazy. You can't solve your problem by bringing a mayor here. We're going to, either you're going to solve the problem or we're going to bring the police in. And the longer you leave the police out there, the more difficult it's going to get into how they're going to handle it. And that's exactly what happened. So now they got it. So you got the picture. We're all, we're meeting with the police every night with Sandy Garlick, uh, who was chief of police at the time. We're meeting with him three, or two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, whenever it was, the end of the day, twelve by the time the press went on, to figure out what's going to happen the next day. They're not doing a hell of a lot except keeping their men in the buses uh, uh, and and waiting for the orders. Uh, where have now gotten a fairly good relationship and gotten a list of demands into the administration and it wasn't going to be done. And then finally, after they wanted the mayor in to solve the problem, wasn't going to happen, they realized and that was the, the last day they had to bring the police in. So they, during the day we met with them and they said, we, we're, we're asking the mayor to allow the police to come in to clear the campus so that we can get back to work next week. They're going to have to open the school next week. That's how unrealistic this whole thing was from our perspective looking at them I mean the day it was crazy uh, and so uh, we met with Garlick and, and his command and we said uh, look chief the, the, the mayor's being asked the mayor's going to ask you uh, they have a right as an institutional school we're going to come in and clear this we'd like to do this in the most civil manner maybe there's a way no he said no he says we're going to go in and our orders are going to be to the men take the, the campus back as expeditiously as possible. And I remember saying to, to, to the chief, I said, uh, look, we have one of the Lindsay daughters here. Uh, or if she isn't here, she will be in the next one. We can't be having you guys go in there. He says, let me explain it again. This is a police decision. We will take the campus back. And our orders will be, take it back as expeditiously as possible. That was the end of the conversation. Now, we did agree on a time, which was like 3 o'clock in the morning. The press would go home, we'd have the least lights, 
because lights bring action, and every time you have TV lights, it becomes a different situation than if you didn't have TV lights. And also, let's face it, we didn't. Uh, they, nobody wanted the, the press covering uh, what was about to happen. We then went to each one of our liaisons and said what was literally going to happen, and tried to get them out of out of harm's way, so to speak. So I can speak for myself. Because I then went, now remember, the jocks are now surrounding the library, they're chanting, they're not letting food in. I mean, this is crazy. The, 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 meanwhile, the SDS has boarded up the windows because we kept tear gas going, that they think we were going to fire tear gas because it wouldn't get into it. I mean, it was, everybody was, it's a fantasy land. And, and the more, you know, we would talk to each other between the, the five of us up there from City Hall, talking to each other like, this is, the craziest thing we've ever been involved in, and nobody seems to understand uh, what's really going on. But we had a function of dealing with as liaison to, to each one of the group. So I went to the jocks and I said to their leadership, "Was a pretty clever guy," uh, and I said, "Look, this is what's going to happen. It's now whatever time it was, sometime between one and two in the morning, the police will be moving in. They will be arresting everybody who stops them." And I don't think they'll be doing it in a very nice manner. This is not going to be please move type of thing. You guys got scholarships, you have careers, you have potential of whatever you're going to do. Get out of here. Break down. Let us handle what we have to handle. Uh, they huddled and they left. Um, and I think to our credit, it was best for them. And they had done what I said. I guess it, uh, you know. You set out to do what you're going to do, what you, what you did. It's over. Go home. They did, the blacks did, Puerto Ricans did. It was just that low library and the professors sitting in front. And they were explained, those young professors explained, we had no control of this situation. They said, uh, and they were going to sit there, and they were carried away. And, it, and as I said, now these guys who had been sitting, these TPF, who had been sitting there for days, waiting for the orders, pissed off that they were, they were sitting there, and I can't blame them. Uh, they now had orders, take the campus back, without, with very little direction. And there was no way that the command was going to be talked into doing this in an easy way. And they went in heavy. Uh, some people got hurt, a lot of rests. We all agreed it was, it was a, an accident waiting to happen. As time went on, it became, everybody became more entrenched uh, in what they were going to do. You have a school where you have the condition of the community uh, is angry at the school, the immediate community. You've got all the issues of the emergence of student rights. You've got the, the, you know, the SDS who were just going to make trouble no matter what decision you made. It was just an uncontrollable situation that you had to control uh, in the best way you can. So I don't know uh, that we ever really reflected to say it would be a different way. I believe we, we, don't, we didn't have to go in with the force. We just had, the show of force would have been sufficient. It was not one of our great days.